0: Good evening. O oh God, make speed to save us. O oh Lord, make haste to help us. Hear our voice, O oh Lord, according to your faithful love. According to your judgment, give us life. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation. To you be glory and praise for ever. In the darkness of our sin you have shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Open our eyes to acknowledge your presence that freed from the misery of sin and shame we may grow into your likeness from glory to glory. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God for ever. Lord Jesus, think on me, and purge away my sin. From earth-born passions set me free, and make me pure within. Lord Jesus, think on me, with many a care oppressed. Let me thy loving servant be, and taste thy promised rest. Lord Jesus, think on me, nor let me go astray. Through darkness and perplexity point thou the heavenly way. Lord Jesus, think on me, that when the flood is past, I may the eternal brightness see and share thy joy at last. That this evening may be holy, good and peaceful, let us pray with one heart and mind. As our evening prayer rises before you, O God, so may your mercy come down upon us to cleanse our hearts and set us free to sing your praise, now and for ever, Amen. Psalm 74 Arise, O God, maintain your own cause. O God, why have you utterly disowned us? Why does your anger burn against the sheep of your pasture? Remember the congregation that you purchased of old, the tribe you redeemed for your own possession, and Mount Zion where you dwelt. Hasten your steps towards the endless ruins, where the enemy has laid waste all your sanctuary. Your adversaries roared in the place of your worship. They set up their banners as tokens of victory. Like men brandishing axes on high in a thicket of trees. All her carved work they smashed down with hatchet and hammer. They set fire to your holy place. They defiled the dwelling place of your name and raised it to the ground. They said in their heart, let us make havoc of them altogether. And they burn down all the sanctuaries of God in the land. There are no signs to see. Not one prophet left. Not one among us who knows how long. How long, O God, will the adversary scoff? Shall the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Why have you withheld your hand? And hidden your right hand in your bosom? Yet God is my King from of old. Who did deeds of salvation in the midst of the earth. It was you that divided the sea by your might, and shattered the heads of the dragons on the waters. You alone crushed the heads of Leviathan, and gave him to the beasts of the desert for food. You cleft the rock for fountain and flood, and dried up ever-flowing rivers. Yours is the day, yours also the night. You established the moon and the sun, you set all the bounds of the earth. You fashioned both summer and winter. Remember now, Lord, how the enemy scoffed, how foolish people despised your name. Do not give to wild beasts the soul of your turtle dove. Forget not the lives of your poor forever. Look upon your creation, for the earth is full of darkness, full of the haunts of violence. Let not the oppressed turn away ashamed, but let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, maintain your own cause. Remember how fools revile you all the day long. Forget not the clamour of your adversaries, the tumult of your enemies that ascends continually. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. It was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. Arise, O God, maintain your own cause. Redeeming God, renew your broken people with your Holy Spirit, that they may walk your narrow way and greet your coming dawn. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The first lesson is written in the book of Genesis, the thirty-ninth chapter, beginning at the first verse. Now Joseph was taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. He was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favour in his sight, and attended him. He made him overseer of his house, and put him in charge of all that he had. had. From the time that he made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had, in house and field, so he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and with him there he had no concern for anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome and good-looking, and after a time his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, with me here my master has no concern about anything in the house. And he has put everything that he has in my hand. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself, because you are his wife. How then could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And although she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not consent to lie beside her or to be with her. One day, however, when he went into the house to do his work, and while no one else was in the house, She caught hold of his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled outside and ran. When she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside, she called out to the members of her household and said to them, See, my husband has brought among us a Hebrew to insult us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And when he heard me, raise my voice and cry out, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. Then she kept his garment by her until his master came home, and she told him the very same story, saying, The Hebrew servant, whom you have brought among us, came in to me to insult me, but as soon as I raised my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. When his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, saying, This is the way your servant treated me, he became enraged. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. He remained there in prison. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. He gave him favour in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's care all the prisoners who were in the prison, and whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The chief jailer paid no heed to anything else that was in Joseph's care, because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Here ends the first lesson. Christ committed no sin. No guile was found on his lips. Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin. No guile was found on his lips. When he was reviled, he did not revile in turn. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he trusted himself to God who judges justly. Christ himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. Christ committed no sin, no guile was found on his lips. The second lesson is written in the letter to the Galatians, the second chapter, beginning at the eleventh verse. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood self-condemned, for until certain people came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles, but after they came he drew back and kept himself separate for fear of the circumcision faction. The other Jews joined him in this hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by the hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not acting consistently with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all. If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is justified, not by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. And we have come to believe in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by doing the works of the law because no one will be justified by the works of the law. But if in our effort to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have been found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again the very things that I once tore down, then I demonstrate that I am a transgressor. transgressor. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, And it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if justification comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. Here ends the second lesson. Forsake me not, O Lord, be not far from me, O my God. Forsake me not, O Lord, be not far from me, O my God. Make haste to help me, O Lord of my salvation. Be not far from me, O my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Forsake me not, O Lord, be not far from me, O my God. Come, let us return to the Lord, for our God will richly pardon. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. He has looked with favour on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit, casting down the mighty from their thrones and lifting up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel to remember his promise of mercy, the promise made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. Come, let us return to the Lord, for our God will richly pardon. let us pray in the stillness of our hearts or louder our lips of so the spirit may move Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing that you have made, and forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may receive from you the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit. One God, now and for ever. Amen. but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May God, our Redeemer, show us compassion and love. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.